Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. I am Nick. I'm Stephen. And with us today, we have an associate professor. We have a clinical researcher. We have a TikToker. We have a person who's highly opinionated, and her name is Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to On the Spectrum. Hello. Thanks it's for having me. Legume of Doom, is that your, your yeah, handle? Yeah, the Legume of Doom. Or Dr. Doom, which, by the way, is awesome. I, I wow. was making jokes about your uh, TikTok name to him. When yep. he first my told fan, me about you. Fantastic Four. Yeah, huh? He kept saying Legume of Doom, and I was like, who are we having on? Legion of Doom? Yeah. <laughs> is it Legion of Doom? <laughs> that, yeah. I am, a, like, I am a fan of uh, wrestling from the late, early 90s, so. Nice. 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 <laughs> I have an older brother. Oh, there you go. There you the go. legume nice. of doom. Is that like a peanut to a Kato has a peanut allergy? That would be a legume of doom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is also true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that'd be like not the right way to refer to it, I guess. <laughs> oh, <like laughs> Probably not. That's the non-politically correct way yeah. to refer to a peanut yeah. allergy. <laughs> I was doomed by my peanut allergy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, as I do at the beginning of every uh, episode, me and Steve do not presume to be experts in anything whatsoever. We're just two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum, and we really got a lot of opinions. But if you hear anything you like, dislike, offended by, whatnot, leave a comment. Tell us all about it. Please, if you want to come on to let us know how we offended you or how you liked our episode, please let us know that as well. And unfortunately, Fortunately, I normally would say that our guest does not presume to be an expert of anything, but you're actually an expert in things. So, well, yeah, I guess I know I don't ever feel comfortable saying I'm an expert because I mean, I do all the time. You're more like, of an expert probably than most people who yeah. say that they're experts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just trying to like uh, be uh, antagonizing. Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't like to because there's always people that know more than I do. I really sure. like to say. I know more than the average person, probably. But what autistic person can't say that? That is that is true. I <laughs> constantly tell people I know more than they do, but that's not true. I'm just really pretty on the radio. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I, I know more that. than the average person does about research. About certain things. Like, everybody's kind of an expert in something. I just always like to start the podcast with that because I don't want anybody to think that me and Steve automatically you're like, yes, we know autism. This is the final word on autism or our experience is all there is to it because it's not like it's maybe a one hundredth of the full experience of being autistic because not only do each of us have our own experience with it, but like even with me and you, right? Like the fact that you're, I'm assuming female, you, uh, uh, that's your pronouns, uh, Mm -hmm. female and I'm male that drastically changes how the world perceives us and how we perceive the world. Our socialization yes. alone dictates other, you know, that we're going to yes. see it differently. But also like uh, the other day I read something about how uh, male and female autistics, their brains are even shaped slightly differently from one another, let alone mm-hmm. autism itself creates a different shape. Uh, right. Yeah. Shape and density, but even male and female is different for autism in that right. way. It's, it's hard to know though, if, uh, do you, do you know what age they were looking at? Because, uh, if it's past like preschool age, mm-hmm. then, uh, it would be hard to know if their brains are different because of preexisting differences or if the different ways in which they may have been socialized. Right. So like if you're, if you're socialized more socially, 
uh-huh. <laughs> then that might, you know, uh, enhance that area of neural activity or maybe some ne- neural connections that would have been pruned had you not had that experience um, may stay intact. So I read an article that someone else read the research for it. So I have no uh, idea if they yeah. even interpreted it correctly. I just like know game, that it was a an game interesting... of telephone. Exactly. I just <laughs> thought it was shitty. a very interesting concept because yeah. like, yes, I understood that autism itself created a difference in the shape and the density of certain parts of the brain and whatnot, mm-hmm. but then going even further to male and female being different. And then also like other neurodivergence also have different shapes. It's not, you know, a difference in just behavior. That's more the outward expression of it. Like I would say probably in the last three months that we've been doing this podcast, I've learned infinitely more about a lot of things that I thought I understood, uh, especially being somebody who studies psychology uh, from the counseling perspective of it. I thought I understood a bunch of stuff. Mm -mm, There is so much more. Uh, And so I've been learning a heck of a lot more. Like um, I was recently watching a person on, yes, on TikTok, but it's a Dr. Burr's something or other. Anyway, he was talking about research for ADHD and how he is proposing that we look at ADHD, not from a behavioral perspective, but sorry, not from an inattentive behavior aspect, but more of a different attention aspect. And I thought that perspective was really kind of cool because we're no longer looking at it from the sense of how well do they fit into things, but more of let's look at them the way they fit in opposed to how they fit in. Did that right, make right, any right. sense that it, the way I just said that? Yes. Great. Although, so I did my dissertation on ADHD. Awesome. Um, and, and I am also a client. And so, so there was a big debate going on like ten years ago. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's been settled or not um, about whether or not. So, right, there's three subtypes of ADHD. There's primarily inattentive, primarily hyperactive, and then combined type. Right. Um, and there was some speculation that the, the type one, the inattentive type mm-hmm. might be a unique disorder separate from hyperactive and hyperactive, uh, uh, hyperactive and uh, hyperactive with inattention, the combined type with the theory being that it's the inattention, mm-hmm. uh, that is like distinguishing it and that the inattention you see in combined type is caused by the hyperactivity. So, like, okay. by virtue of the fact that you can't sit still, like, you can't pay attention. Right. Um, so more of, like, of a side like, effect to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, but I mean, it's all just speculation. Of course. Um, but I really, I mean, the thing is, there's, even if you put someone in the right scenario, mm-hmm. um, like, like, on the stock market, like, people with ADHD do really, really well on the stock market floor. Um, they do really, really well as air traffic controllers. Like things right. where you're constantly like engaged and monitoring. Um, well, because that's more about splitting a, the attention. Like that's about yeah, well, splitting that energy. Right. So attention deficit is is really a misnomer because yeah. it's not a deficit of attention. You have too much attention. Right. And you can't control it as yeah. well. So you're more likely to respond to things in your environment that are like salient. Mm-hmm. So if like someone's like doing something like on the side and you're like, so, like you know what I mean? Like that kind of right. like misophonia rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, 
is definitely uh, the type of thing where it's like harder for us to ignore. Um, and so that's why when you take stimulant medication, what it actually is stimulating is inhibitory neuron mm -hmm. neurons to allow you to focus your attention. So even in the right scenario, there's still, if you are in a position where you have to control your attention more than you have to be reactive to things in your environment, mm -hmm. it's going to be more burdensome if you have ADHD. Uh, versus something where you're more scanning the environment and being reactive. Right. That would work really well for you. The, the royal you. <laughs> Maybe you as an individual as well. <laughs> I uh, can't say that for sure. No. Well, at one point in my existence, and actually I only recently found this out, uh, apparently when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, mm -hmm. Had no idea for most of my adulthood. I had no idea when I was a teenager. Apparently somebody, some psychologist my mother brought me to, which I don't even remember going to, but she says I went. So guess what? I probably did. Uh, they told her I was, but they also told her not to tell me because then I will have more attention problems. So she listened because, you know, doctor tells her something she's going to listen to, right? She never bothered to tell me that. So be it. And then later on in life, I got diagnosed with bipolar. And then a few years ago, autism. And then like the chain of like the amount of people who got diagnosed with ADHD at some point and then bipolar at some point and then yeah. autism. It's like, yeah. oh, I guess I do fit into that world, huh? But I do like mania. Actually, from I had, I had the same thing yeah. technically. When yeah. I was a teenager, I got diagnosed with ADD. And yeah, then because it was still called that at manic that point. depressive. Yeah. Which and is then autism the eventually. Yep. A lot of people do. Weirdly enough, I've, I've connected with enough people on social media who have had that same story. Um, and actually, like a lot of females more often than males uh, follow that path, uh, which yeah. is interesting that we did. Um, although, you know, but, I was a huge jerk to my psychologist when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Does not surprise me. I was a skeptic. Just not at all. Mm -mm. As a teenager. A skeptic of the psychologist? Yeah, I yeah. did. No, I thought He's... that like psychologists were full of crap when yeah. I was a teenager because still I felt like, yeah. so it depends, like people work in mental health, right? I had um, trust issues and I was naturally skept skeptical of me talking to somebody and thinking that they can figure me out based on just having a conversation or if you're in therapy, like somebody, I felt like they're, you know, they're paid to pretend to care about you. That was mm -hmm. kind of my mm -hmm. negative look on it, but that's kind of how I felt. So I like didn't like psychologists. I didn't like being in those environments. Yeah. Just like, you don't know me. Stop pretending. You, know I mean, you yeah. generally hate it when anybody kind of questions certain things about when you say, that. okay, let me rephrase that. You hate it when I do it. When I'm like, you mean this, or that could be coming from this place. Yeah. Although I can't stop doing that to people, so hmm, I'm not going to either, but that's all right. Anyway, back to the person who we're trying to interview today. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So uh, uh, what got you? No, no. Reverse that question. So when did you initially get diagnosed? I got diagnosed three years ago. <gasps> that's all. What led you to getting diagnosed? COVID happening. Wait, what? <laughs> Because I uh, have, I also was mis, I have a lot of diagnoses, um, but nothing ever really uh, helped. Uh -huh. So I finally was like, it wasn't until COVID happened and like lockdown happened that I realized like, 
how burnt out I was. But I started suspecting I was autistic in 2013, but I didn't get the diagnosis till 2020. Okay. Um, so. What what kind of brought about the speculation in 2013? <laughs> so my brother uh, was at my house. So my brother and my friend were in my apartment on mm-hmm. the 4th of July. Uh, and I'm a little bit of a Jaws fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, so. And on the 4th of July, obviously, I watch it on a loop. Mm-hmm. As, right? As one does. And my brother was so fucking sick of me starting it over and over. And he was just like, Jesus Christ, Lindsay, you're autistic for Jaws. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I am autistic for Jaws. Oh, and I was awesome. like, you know something, you're right. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about it. Uh, and you're like, we're going to need a bigger diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then it was really like, I kind of thought about it, but I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, but then when I joined TikTok, I was like, it removed any doubt. And this was like in like 2019, I would say. Okay. I was like, there are certain specific things that I've never been able to explain my whole life and autism explained them. Right. And so I went into the neuropsych evaluation. I was just like, I don't care what you give me. <laughs> like, I just want to know what's wrong with me. Right. And then yeah. they, yeah. I, I and need I got some level of an explanation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, bipolar, when I got diagnosed with bipolar, I was uh, just coming out of the military. Uh, and I thought that explained most of the odd things I did or, you know, some of the times where people have been like, you're an asshole, uh, you're fucking this or that, like mania and depression kind of explains some of that, but not okay. enough. And then when I was listening to people in like uh, uh, emotional support groups talk about their bipolar, like, yeah, I could kind of relate. And for the most part, I would get it, but I still felt like an outsider. Yeah. And then when it got, uh, when even the speculation of me being, you know, autistic came about, I was like, that makes way more sense. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. That makes way more sense. It's like, it's razor. Like, yeah. Right. Like let's break that down instead of having those other two things and trying to fit to a box. I'm like, hmm, nope, singular. Great. Yeah. I mean, guaranteed every time I don't take my meds for bipolar, I full well know, yes, I actually do have bipolar as well. Uh, I feel the shift. And so, yeah, I know that's a real thing. At least that's my evidence to support. Could be a horrible yeah. correlation, but whatever, I'm going to accept it and take it. Because uh, I have my manic moments. Like, this kid knows it. Uh, I've been performing with Steve for about six years now in an mm-hmm. improv comedy group. And when mm-hmm. I'm manic, I'm a way better performer than when I'm depressed. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much anybody. I just, <laughs> until I got a diagnosis, my, my theme song was uh, Creep by Radiohead. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much my life story. It's always being the weird person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve's a little eccentric. That's what people uh-huh. would say. <laughs> yeah. He's a little eccentric. Yeah. Thank uh, you. That was a nice way of them saying I'm fucking weird. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I got eccentric for a while. Yeah. But only when I was manic. When I was depressed, everybody was like, yeah, let's just leave him alone. He's got issues. All right. Uh, Wow. Awesome. Okay. Steve, you got any questions? Because I'm like, I've got 80 billion. Like there are specific TikToks that I would like to talk to, certain specific like themes that you've had, but also like, I don't know if anybody else is going to find that interesting to talk about because like maybe they'd have to fucking watch the video. Um, 
No, no, I'm lost. You got something? Really? Um, Just for a moment, like give me. What is it about Jaws that you really like? Like, what is it about Jaws? No, no, no. I can answer that. I can answer that. It's Roy Scheider. That's what it is. She's got an obsession with that man. That's what it is. Uh, she's like, oh, I want that guy. He was in uh, uh, Sequest DSV. I like that guy. I was excited when Sequest DSV came up, but then I was very well, quickly let down. I was like, this very. is going to be about Charles, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what the like, fuck is this? You were like, where's the big uh, shark? Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is uh, the shark. <laughs> That's the first thing that grabbed my attention. It, the um, big ass shark, yes. <laughs> but I think it's one of those movies that every time, like, you can notice new themes mm. in it, uh, and the and it is just kind of like a, a a security blanket. Like I watch it a lot. Uh, <laughs> there were certain movies. Some that years used to... I don't watch it a ton. Other uh -huh. years I watch it like fifty times. Okay. It, I just go with it. There were certain movies I used to do that a lot with, but some of the movies that I would mention are probably really embarrassing because it's like very. That's okay. I love embarrassing movies. No, so for some reason, a security blanket type movie for me was Seven. It was a weird movie okay. to have a security blanket. I don't know why it's Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. I just like that movie. It has a vibe. Um, and Fight Club with Brad. Maybe it's a Brad Pitt thing. Maybe I just have a crush on Brad Pitt. I don't know what it is. Just about to say Use your that. security blanket. But yeah. yeah. And Fight Club, because Fight Club's like, you picture like kind of like douchey guys who like that movie and it's like a stereotype. But I just, just something about that movie. I had read the book a bunch of times when I was younger. Yeah. And I like how it was written in first person. And Chuck Dowanuck's kind of a weird writer the way he writes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I always like that movie to me just makes me feel. So, so yeah. basically your security blanket is hot men. Yeah. It's, it's Brad Pitt with abs. Uh -huh. That's my security blanket. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Mine is monsters. Yeah. Hers is <laughs> monsters. Yours is hot men. Yeah. Nice. And Kevin nice. Spacey is a crazed religious killer. Well, yeah, that yeah, no, too. I like to see Kevin Spacey get murdered in that movie. Nowadays like we all want to see that. Kevin get murdered in judgment night. What's in the box? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Guilty it, pleasure it, of mine. It, well, what's her lit. face died in that too? Uh, Brad Pitt's um, wife oh, yeah, or Gwyneth girlfriend? Died. Yeah, yeah, Gwyneth Gwyneth died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lindsay, uh, you Sorry, end up opening a box and seeing my seen. head. And now you know why. Yeah, so <laughs> I say spoiler why. alert yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen like a twenty-year-old movie. So. <laughs> yeah, the movie was I'm like twenty-five years ago. Yeah, it was like twenty-five years ago. That's what's awesome. in the box. So. so good. Uh, what got you? Because so like your TikTok is very centered around the idea of educating people and kind of dispelling myths about a whole lot of stuff, uh, mostly surrounded around mental health and autism and things like that. What like what drove you to kind of fixate in that way? Uh, just sheer rage, mostly. Um, <laughs> I started my TikTok as an art account. Okay. Um. And then I just like couldn't take it anymore, <laughs> and I was like, like twisted sister. Like I'm like I can't yeah, I can't deal with this. <laughs> like I could not control the compulsion to be like Jesus Christ. So and then I just started like I just couldn't take it anymore one day and I like lost it. So you get on TikTok and you're like, you know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> And then, like, awesome. Rosie O'Donnell followed me. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell? Like, right out on my first rant. And she was like, keep going. I was like, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> but also, yep. like, I just get, I try really hard to just shit post and, like, 
post my cats and post my art sometimes, <laughs> but I just get so pissed. Like it drives me crazy. I can't, I, it's like, I can't, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but the misinformation pisses me off so much that like, I literally like have to That's, do it. Isn't that like half of TikTok is just misinformation? Yeah. yeah. And YouTube as well. Exactly what it is. YouTube and TikTok are just mostly misinformation. But so I tell people. I sleep better now than I ever have in my entire life. Well, yeah, because you get to let it out. You get to let out frustration. Uh, I I will say one of my favorite more recent one is a three-part one you did. And it was like you start into one of them. And it was all like trying to dispel uh, uh, people talking about Autism Speaks. Uh, because mm-hmm. of the meetings and stuff that you've had with him lately. But mm-hmm. the first bit, my favorite part about it, because it's very comedic seeming, you start into it and then you go, shit, I got to make another one. And then the next one starts of, okay, here's what I was talking about. Here's where I was. And then you start going and you're like, damn it, now a third one. And then you come up into the third one. Like, I don't have good executive functioning. <laughs> right. it, it, was, it was just great because like you were getting so close to the end of it, but you were so into the topic. And then all of a sudden you're like, Damn it, another I one. I think it seems to me like people in the autism community shitting on Autism Speaks uh-huh. is kind of like how people just decided one day to start hating Nickelback. <laughs> it's like, true. Nickelback really didn't do anything. They just kind of suck. Same with Autism Speaks. They get sick of listening. Look at this photograph. Yeah. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Oh, I, I love that analogy. Oh. We, we, we need to create They are the meme. Nickelback of the autism yeah. community. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, I do like what you had to say about it because, like, I only ever knew them as an advocacy group from way back when, right? Because they mm-hmm. were one of the largest names at one point. And then I didn't really pay much mind to them for the longest time yeah. because, you know, there was, they were the people raising money and, you know, blue puzzle yeah. piece, blah, blah, blah. But then when I started, we started doing this and having the idea for this podcast and I started looking into it, everybody was just shitting on them, talking about eugenics yeah. and all this other jazz and I didn't understand why. And I was like, okay, maybe somebody got a fucking reason for it. Yeah. But then when you pointed out that like now they've got so many people who are autistic who are on their board and they're actually doing autism research for adults. They're not just focusing mm-hmm. on kids and it's about helping people. Like you definitely changed my opinion about it because some of the things people were saying were just out and out wrong. Yeah. Um, my main concern, I mean, quite frankly, I could give two fucks about Autism Speaks, mm-hmm. but my main concern is that there are so many people that could benefit from them. Yes. Like they're they're offering to like help people get gender affirming care. That's and they're awesome. offer like they're doing and like helping like offer like mental health resources, especially like this month for LGBTQI plus. Mm-hmm. autistics like they do so much good all of the things that people bitch about wanting oh, and yeah. i'm like <laughs> so i oh, was yeah. like okay <laughs> i'm gonna look into this because there's so much bullshit and so i looked into it and like it is it's egregious the extent to which the misinformation yeah. has like like it's just bonkers and the main thing that i worry about is that there are definitely people who could benefit from the resources that mm-hmm. they offer, but but don't think they can because they think they're going to get sterilized <laughs> or they yeah. don't even realize that they offer anything. Right. Um, and they don't, it's just mind boggling to me that people don't even Google before they, just like spreading whatever. People don't, people don't take the time. They don't want to take the time to do that. People just will right. read 
a headline or they'll read a post on Reddit and they'll just be like, oh, that must be true. Like they, yeah. right. or they, they just, it never occurs to them that somebody could be sharing information that they themselves got right. from a, whatever they're playing the telephone right. game and yeah. the information keeps getting warped until it becomes something that doesn't resemble whatever it originally came from. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, at one point, uh, <laughs> I, I, in all I did was ask what is so wrong with autism speaks, right? Oh, you and probably got attacked. One person yeah. said, how dare you? And I was like, how dare I ask a question? And they were like, you should know what's wrong with them. I'm asking so I know what's wrong with them. Their immediate response was go fuck yourself. Yeah. Thank you. I, like, but it, People it didn't love answer to hate anything. them like Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Nickelback. Although I can only imagine if. I'm guarantee if, I'm the only one who's ever compared Nickelback and Autism Speaks. Yeah, but that's why we mm -hmm. need to make a meme about that. I, I really think like one of your videos I'm gonna do for look our at TikTok this photograph and it's got that. the Autism yes. Speaks logo in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. Anyway. Um. No, I just like there's a lot of people and and maybe it's a stretch in logic for this too. I also think the people who jump on how people want to identify on the spectrum. Because like for me, if somebody wants to call themselves Aspie still, that's how they feel comfortable. I'm okay with that, right? Because that's what they identify as. I'm okay with that because that's their the way they're doing it, right? it doesn't mean anything against me or say anything about anybody else because that's how they feel good about it. And that's how they recognize themselves. And so I don't have a problem with somebody using that. I understand why some people have a problem with Asperger's. When somebody calls them Aspie, they're not like, if they call themselves Aspie, they're not referring to the, a Nazi doctor. They're right. referring to whatever themselves. The condition they were called when they were. Um, but it also goes with all the other variations of, you know, level one, high function, uh, low support needs, all of the different ones, right? If somebody wants to identify in that way, don't shit on them for it. Because I've seen that too, where people just shit on somebody because they want to identify themselves a certain way. But in the same post, so I'm not going to say whose post it was, but it was a Facebook post. And they were seriously talking about how people should love one another for who they are. And then they're shitting on this person for identifying themselves that way. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's a little hypocritical, but okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just find it the same kind of way because it's still a level of misinformation by saying to somebody, no, you have to identify the way I tell you to identify. Right, right, like, right. Come on. And then you're going to browbeat somebody into it. How about yeah. just, like, let us all come to understand. Like I got dog yeah. dogpiled because I posted a comment about how um, autistic people or people on the spectrum when they post on social media or ADHD, whatever it is, people, neurodivergent people, they'll, they'll post on social media about wanting neurotypicals or other people, holistic people to understand. They want to be understood. They want people to, to be understanding. But then they'll turn around and be so towards, so judgmental or shit on other people who are on the spectrum. And it's like, you're saying you want people to, to understand and accept you for who you are, but then somebody says something about their experience on the spectrum you don't agree with and you shut it down so right. well that's not my autism yeah yeah okay that's the people that always the people that accuse me of you're not listening to the autistic community and i'm like i'm i'm in the autistic community and i have an opinion so what are you telling me right. i can't believe my like i can't have my own opinion like what what's i think they're very um uh a lot of them are very young and so oh, I think yeah they have a lot of uh, impatience that they will grow out of and understand is not 
what, effective. What specifically Hopefully. I said that pissed people off was I was pointing out how being on the spectrum, uh, we can still annoy the shit out of each other. Mm. Like I pointed out, if you have a friend who's autistic and they annoy you, and some of the things that annoy you might be because of their autism, I was like, it's okay to feel those feelings being annoyed. That's natural. But I was saying we should be more, even more understanding as fellow autistic people. And people True. were like, no, like they wanted to make it into a, you know, oh, yeah. normie versus aut autism type thing where it's like, yeah. apparently only, uh, you know, non-autistic people are annoyed by autistic people. Autistic people cannot annoy each other. Apparently that's or disagree. Of. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite. We probably annoy each other far fucking more often. Um, I mean, Steve, even with me and you, man, like our autism gets in the fucking way a lot. Uh, and to give an example and not too many personal details on this, but to give an example, um, his his chosen way to communicate, to express himself is written. Right. So mm -hmm. texting, typing, writing it down far easier for him. I have a hard time reading things contextually to understand how he's getting it across. Like I understand the words, I understand the sentence, but I don't necessarily hear the tone of voice or any of that jazz, right? I can't read mm -hmm. into beyond the words, if you will. My preferred way to communicate is verbally because I'm way more expressive and I feel like I can get my full opinion out that way. Unfortunately, that comes into conflict because he'll type me a big long ass thing in like Facebook Messenger or text and I'll start reading it in like, I don't know how you're saying that. I don't know if you're pissed at me right now or not. Even when he writes things like you fucking moron, I'm still like, all right. Like, I don't know. And then when I'm talking to him, he's like, okay. But I'm, I've got this long thing that I just said. And I'm like, that's all you have is okay? Well, yeah, because he's still processing the damn thing. And so that kind of gets into our way, if you will. And then yeah. there are other times where we completely misunderstand a fucking conversation from one another's point of view. Yeah, and we do it constantly, but it happens quite often. One thing I did notice, not that I want to keep harping on this whole, like, let's bash the community we're a part of, but yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, one thing I did notice is the amount of young, like, early diagnosed people who were like, I can only date autistic people because they'll understand me. N I no. haven't seen that. Oh, there's this um, two or three young people. Um, female presenting. Only two or who, three. No, they're the only ones I'm that kidding. I've come across thus far. Uh, well, no, I've come across a bunch, but these in particular, because they have a series of them talking about how autistic people are the only ones who can understand autistic people and we should only date one another to make sure we feel loved. Plus, if we don't make more of our own, then who else is going to mm. do it? And yeah, that's like Aspie's apprentice. Yes, yes, it is. It's very much like that. Um, and actually one of the four started what sounded like they were about to say that. Yeah. It's giving, keep the bloodline clean. Yeah. <laughs> like we're getting very close to Nazi thinking right there. Yeah. Um, it, uh, like no they almost said it and then they were like, well, anyway, and I'm like, oh, wow. I really want to like say something, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm on the, on the spectrum account. So I'm not going to say shit. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Um, but it's, it's out there. I mean, I I've talked to a couple of, uh, uh, per male presenting or yeah, 
I'm going to stop trying to be fucking PC. I was talking to a couple of dudes on the spectrum and they said roughly the same thing that only a, a woman is going, a woman on the spectrum is going to understand them. And I proposed to them that it would actually be harder because you not only have to unlearn some of the, the NT, you know, social rules, but you'd also have to learn the new person's social rules at the same time. Yeah. To find some level of connection with it. Um, and like one of them was like, well, I'm not as high masking as you are. And I, yeah, okay. Valid, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. you know, cause that plays into it too. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you from my own previous relationships, especially prior to knowing I was autistic, like the fact that I'm as high masking as I am did present an issue because when meltdowns would happen, when burnout would happen, when even I would just have moments of too much sensory jazz. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't understand why I seemed like I was tweaking out so bad. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and it, it would hit. Like a minute ago, I had to ask him to turn down the the volume in our headphones because my head was starting to throb. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all right. That's all right. Well, for yourself, what kind of issues has autism kind of presented for your life? Um, Prior or since you've been diagnosed? I have a rich tapestry of trauma interwoven with my autism. So it's hard okay. to attribute. It's hard to attribute things yeah. to specific things, you okay. know? Because there's too many layers of things yeah, that might be impacting. Yeah, okay. we'll I, I do like the wording on that. Yeah. Yes. It's Mine's nice. more of a mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's like one of those, uh, one of those like, Letters that the serial killer leaves with all the different like magazine clippings. <laughs> Mine's a Toynbee tile. <laughs> Do you know what Toynbee tiles are? Oh, well, now you have something to look up. There's a really good documentary about them. Okay. I won't go into it anymore. It's a really not really, at all. You're going to leave very, me with cool. that curiosity for the rest of this yeah, conversation. Just look up Toynbee tiles. Okay. How do you spell that? T O Y N B E E. Okay. Nick's uh, trauma is more like a uh, Rorschach <laughs> test. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but it's hard to know uh, what is uh, what has caused problems and what hasn't. To ah, be honest. Okay. So I it's a it hard to question to answer. So, what do you, what made you get into like what, what made you want to study um, psych? Um, I decided, well, when I was in fifth grade, I wanted to be a paranormal psychologist. And Wait, then as I got older, Ghostbusters? Just, What's paranormal yeah. psychologist? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I have a framed Vigo in my house. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so Jaws and Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah. And I feel like horror and like all 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Like I have a lot dead? of like memorabilia. I have like a, a giant... Um, Flasher gremlin, like a movie size prop. Oh, wow. Like, they have a lot of random shit like that because that's awesome. Do you like Evil yeah. Dead? Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend's really big into Evil Dead. She's like, yeah, I like Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. I'm not the super into Army of Darkness, which I know is like, mm. uh, which I know is like, uh, not like that a lot of people love that movie. It's just not my vibe. I actually, because I don't find it either funny or scary. Oh. See, I I could actually have taken that as a separate movie altogether. Uh, yeah. Like honestly, it's so almost divorced from the second uh, from Evil Dead Two that like yeah. you could have made it a totally separate movie, called it something totally different, not even called him Ash, just had dude with a chainsaw on his wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I would have been okay with not, it. Yeah. That was not, I don't, I'm not like a super huge fan of that, but. So paranormal psychologist. Yeah. She went yeah. to see Bill and Murray I, and Ghostbusters. Uh, over the course of teenagehood, I dropped the paranormal and because that wasn't an option uh, in college. <laughs> so I just did got a, did my undergrad in psychology. Mm-hmm. And then when I was finishing my undergrad, I applied to a few different PhD programs and I applied to be a flight attendant on JetBlue. And so if I didn't get into the PhD programs, I was going to be a flight attendant for JetBlue. Those options are this far away from each other. Like, mm-hmm. yes, as someone who is on the spectrum, I don't like flying. Not because I'm afraid to be on the plane. I just don't like being in an enclosed area. Oh, for yeah. long periods of time. No, I don't want to be that close to another human being. I'm yeah, like I honestly think uh, mm. it, I would have been miserable, but I wanted to travel. Oh, there um, you go. And, and so I never had a I, chance I have to, to fly, before, so that was like my way I was going to travel. When I have oh, to fly, go. I like to sleep or get drunk and sleep so that I don't have to pay attention to the flight or be uncomfortable. So yeah, I, I hate being on the plane. I, I think yeah, we I'm should just get... glad that I ended up going into a PhD. There you go. We should just get really rich, Steve, and we should buy a plane. There we go. Actually, that'll probably make me more nervous. I'd rather just have somebody who's flown for 30,000 hours fly the plane. Mm-hmm. But No, um, I didn't say we would fly it. Yeah, we hire somebody. Pilot. That's all right. Yeah. So, Lindsay, um, what do you think was like as you started studying psychology? You did your undergrad, um, and then you did it, you graduate degree. Uh, what what do you what are some of the most surprising things that you learned about, like things that really were were that blew your mind when it came to psychology? Because I know there's a lot of like really interesting things. I'm yeah. not as into psychology as you or Nick, but. Like, I know whenever I read about certain things, there's certain things you learn about that kind of like blow your mind a little bit. Yeah. So I would say um, the fallibility of human memory mm. is very unnerving when you learn the reality of it. Unreliable like witness. Pretty much every all of our memories are, are fab- mostly fabricated. Uh, our memory, like everybody loves to tout Oh, I, I've got such a great memory. No, you don't. No, no you don't at all. Don't. In fact, none of us are even close to as good of a memory as we I mean, like people, to think we do. There's variability, right? Yo, Some yeah. people have better memories than others. But sure. most of the time, a memory, you can never know because if there's no documentation of it, then you have no way to verify. But if there is documentation of it, mm-hmm. then theoretically, that documentation could be what has formed the memory. Right. Right. So, like, you have no way of actually knowing if you're truly remembering like, something ever. Kind of yeah. like, look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. So, I bring it back to that. Oh, it's going to be great when he writes the description of this episode. It's going to be we talk to a clinical researcher about, about- Chad Kroger. <laughs> about about Canadian, uh, <laughs> Canadian pop rock rocks. Groups. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian Jesus. <laughs> Canadian, really? He used to have the long curly oh, I hair. Know he did. Yeah. I know. I know. And, he was and then he Av- cut it all off and looks more like a douche. Avril um, well, that's why he probably cut it all off so he could actually look closer to her age. Um, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, she yep. was going to tell us things that blew your mind yes. you mentioned oh memory 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 is, i that's something i've heard about too but like um because i like to read a lot about criminal justice and oh so i, I watch, witness testimony yeah like witness testimony is often not very reliable right 
right. because people think they remember more than they actually remember or they misremember things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's a big problem. Um, and before we knew all the ways that people could like subtly give guide people to picking yeah. the person that they want them to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's been so many already eyewitness testimony was very fallible and is very fallible, but they also didn't have cops that understood that they like they would like a lot of times guide sometimes intentionally a lot of times not the person like in a lineup into the person that they, they already suspected was the person yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. so yeah so that is really like i mean i've come to terms with it i just don't care um <laughs> but when you first i think that it, it is it shakes a lot of people because they're like, no way. And I'm like, <coughs> fucking yes way. Like, it's uh-huh. true for you, too. Um, so that, I think, is something that really surprised me. Okay. Uh, one other thing is mm-hmm. that there's evidence that... So, obviously, your like uh, emotional state can, to some extent, dictate your physical state. So if like, you're happy, you might be smiling. And right. if you're like anxious, your heart could be racing and your skin could be uh, like a little like, sweaty palms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it can go that way, but also it can go the other way. So like if you just smile, you will become happier. Right. Yeah. You have um, some and so that, um, that was incremental kind of, increase. If you want someone to like fall in love with you on a first date you should like take them on a roller coaster yes because the accelerated heart rate like mimics the feeling of being in love yep and so you associate that with them yeah if you give somebody heightened emotions you can uh you can do that yeah Yeah. well the james lang theory the one i've heard is about like you know if you um if you do things like you try to stand up straight sit straight Mm -hmm. it'll help you feel more confident because Mm -hmm. people who are confident tend to stand upright um yeah all pe- that body posture stuff right well it has something to do with like serotonin or something yes. like if people who are low with low in serotonin will slouch over more or whatever but if you if you act more confident you actually boost your serotonin from what i understand mm-hmm. yeah so mm. interesting so i remember learning about that and being very surprised i'd say those are the two big things that really blew my mind i guess <laughs> okay yeah yeah um the so i only have a bachelor's degree in psychology i just read it all the time like my grand obsession has always been human behavior i've always read it since i was a teenager any book any textbook i can get my hands on i have bought and read even though i wasn't in the class um he just he gave me an essay before we started about skinner oh god jesus Ah, uh, you give him one popular name somebody might remember, and this I don't know that much. It. I just know certain people. Um, so yeah, the the thing that like always amazed me, and that I've kind of focused on a great deal, is the fact that just about everything about us as human beings is a skill. We it's something mm-hmm. we've learned. It's something we can develop further. Like uh, most people talk about confidence and motivation and self esteem. Not that I believe in self esteem, but those three concepts as things they want to get right. But no, it's something you grow in you. It's a skill set to have. Yeah. And and now as a counselor myself nowadays, uh, I talk to people about that all on a regular basis, that it's a myth that it's something we get. It's something we grow in ourselves. It's something we develop. And yeah. like that's something that has always like blown my mind because most people wander around like, I just want to be more confident. I got to get more confidence. 
okay, give yourself more confidence. Let yourself have more confidence. Right. Uh, and one of the ways to do it is by changing the way you talk. I, when I was much, much younger, I didn't understand how impactful the way you talk about yourself is. Mm, yeah. How truly impactful that really is. Even the littlest things we say, like, oh my God, why can't I just, just starting that sentence automatically influences so much about yeah. how you were thinking. As the great philosopher Demi Lovato once said, what's wrong with being confident? <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's I'm kidding, but yeah, it, you were, and it's a hilarious source, but it is a very true statement. True. Yeah, um, yeah. I I currently am a counselor in addiction. I'm oh, a substance cool. abuse counselor. Yeah, or at least that's my day job. Oh, my nice. night job is telling jokes and doing autism podcast. <laughs> and he actually he takes me on the road. We have this traveling freak show. I actually have a small window in the back of my head. <laughs> Um, because I actually don't have any wrinkles on the outside of my brain. It's just completely smooth. And I get some plexiglass back that you can kind of see. Like a fish tank? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was picturing. A fish going by the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's great, dude. At least I didn't call you the smooth brain one. I said I was smooth brain. I know for once it's great. Yeah, insulted myself instead. I know. I I appreciate when you make fun of you. It's awesome. Anyway, anyway. So, uh, wow! I just stopped myself altogether. Really? I really did. Like, I don't know. I'm having a really hard time grabbing questions today. He has the smooth brain today. Not apparently. (laughs) Okay. It's very unusual for me to be like without something to fucking say. So after studying as much as you have about psych, Mm -hmm. uh, I asked you like things that have blown your mind. But what is something you think that the lay person, the average person should know that most people don't? That correlation doesn't equal causation. Everybody should know that, but nobody fucking understands no, that. that. Oh I my think god! That, that, well, there's that also a difference between knowing and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if they say it, I mean, if you can say the sentence and you know what all three words mean, you should understand it, I guess. But I mean, people misuse things a lot on TikTok. But well, correlation yeah. doesn't equal causation is not something I see normally used. Misused, I should say. Right. Like, like people say cognitive dissonance about whenever there's disagreement, seemingly. Right. And that's, yeah, not even it, Most yeah. people on TikTok have like the it's always sunny Charlie diagram behind them with like all the pins yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Mm. Like everything's they call connected. everything Dunning Kruger. Yep. I mean, I've had people tell me that my Dunning Kruger is showing, and I'm like, you're a person. The, like I have a PhD. I'm like, which one of us do you think has done in Kruger? <laughs> like you, the person that like that's irony. You know it's irony. Someone like, calling oh. you, saying you have the Dunning Kruger when they're the one who actually has it, and they don't realize yeah. they're the one who has it. Like it's that. It's the yeah. It's the irony. But correlation doesn't equal causation. Is not one that I see misused a lot. If you're telling somebody else that they're under the Dunning-Kruger effect, then you're probably the one who's under the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, because you wouldn't usually say it to their face. 
Why would <laughs> like you? Like it's usually a boss or something. Confidently and, incorrect is what we call it. And and just in case, just in case somebody's listening and they have no idea what the hell we're talking about. I did explain it please? in a previous episode. I know you the did. The Dunning-Kruger effect is basically this. When you, the the more you learn about something, the, the, le- the more you know there is that you don't know. And so when people first start, start out doing something, uh, they'll often start to think, oh, I'm really good at this. Or I right. know a lot about this because right. you have a, a, a big gain in the amount of knowledge or skill that you have. And then as the more you get better at something, like let's say you start playing piano mm-hmm. and you get decent at it. And then you realize, oh, shit, I really don't know anything about piano because you, learn, right. you realize how much there is you don't know how to do or how much you, you're missing in your skill. So you're, kind of what I explained at the very beginning about my understanding about autism and then doing this podcast. I you realize so how much, much more. there is you don't know. Yeah. And how much more you yeah. have to learn. So yep. often some of the people who are the best in their field mm-hmm. are more humble, have more humility. Some of the best best athletes in the world are actually very humble about it because they realize like how much more they can still improve. Yeah. About mm-hmm. like I'm one of the best athletes in the world, but I can still get better. Yeah. I'm not good yeah. at this part of it. I'm not good at this part of it because there's so many little things and nuance. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's a level of maturity, I would say. But if you're going around saying like that in Kruger, then you're probably the one who doesn't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're talking to anybody that has a PhD in the topic you're talking about <laughs> and you don't have one, there's a good chance they're not the one with Dunning Kruger. Yes. I mean, there's going to be an exception potentially. Sure. But by and large, that Listen, is like I am a professional TikToker. Okay. <laughs> and my three and a half years of TikToking has made me an expert. In everything. Oh, no. Well, they, I think a lot of people now conflate number of followers with like quality of information. Oh, yeah, they do. Um, which is uh, not a reliable indicator no. <laughs> of anything. No. <laughs> I mean, in look, terms of information quality. Look at how many followers Trump has. Valid. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a yes. Yeah. Valid. Like, so, but I think that that's a big problem is people think just because, well, this person has 100,000 followers, like that somehow means they have better information. Yeah, like, autism like well, speaks. But, but then you think about it and it's like, well, a lot of the people that shit talk autism speaks, mm-hmm. I know, like, there's no resources for level ones. There's no resources for level ones. I'm also coaching. Come due to my coaching business. Yeah. And so there's like a, a conflict of interest there, Absolutely. which I think is partially why people get so fired up about the autism speak stuff. Because I'm like, there are resources. And right. they're like, no. <laughs> uh, so I got two questions. One is, are you drinking Baja Blast? Because you obs- you love to talk about Baja Blast. If I drink Baja Blast at this hour, uh-huh. I would never go to sleep. Oh, I'm right. drinking ginger ale. Do you think oh, that you Baja Blast causes autism? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay. With the something amount, in the, it's something in the green dye. With, with the amount uh-huh. Lindsay uh, has brought that up in her videos, she would be the most autistic person on the planet. Right. Then, I, yeah, I make I, I make jokes in poor taste about. Uh, I love Baja Blast. Yeah, uh, I would actually say honestly, Steve. Like, um, there, there, I make jokes about things causing autism because I think it's ridiculous. Like, you read yeah. all the time, people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, X yeah. causes autism." So I make jokes about it. Like, I made I made this joke. It became a running gag. Oh, yeah. That Pe- Pepto-Bismol mm-hmm. causes autism. So I had this whole running gag about my mom had a stomach ache when she was pregnant. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. She ate a jigsaw puzzle. She had Pika. Yeah. yeah. 
So I just, I have these stupid jokes where I talk about stupid things that cause autism or stupid yeah. things that cure autism. Uh-huh. Like homemade remedies, you know, you got some mm-hmm. crushed up, um, crushed up quartz and yeah. lavender oil. You mix it together and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he actually had a running gag for like five or six episodes all about how he was curing me with his homemade tincture. <laughs> yeah. It was great. The last the last episode he talked about, he was like, I've cured Nick completely. He's no longer autistic anymore. Listen to him talk. And I'm like, uh, OK. He made eye contact with me for a full five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I completely lost the other thing. I was going to still has no friends. Though, but, yeah. you know. Uh, we are approaching yeah. the one hour mark. Just <gasps> let you guys know. Oh, my so, God. That's great. Um, yeah, I can stay on for a bit longer. Awesome. Awesome. But I just want to be respectful of your time. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. We're, I have, I have nothing good. to do. We uh we we block out a huge amount of time. We try to record two episodes in a day, uh, just in case there's a weekend we can't, because we do also have day jobs and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have a family. Yeah, they yeah. for some reason they let him reproduce four times. <laughs> Jesus. Autism speaks didn't I, get to you in time. No, no, they did not. Nope, they did not sterilize me in time. But the MMR did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> she rolled her eyes at me. It was a joke. That, Swear uh, to God, it was a no, joke. I, I don't yeah. even, I'm not conscious of rolling my eyes. That's okay. It was a bad joke. It, it's because she gets so fired. You know what's going to happen the second we get off the phone with her? She's immediately going to do a TikTok. You know what this motherfucker said to me? Uh, and the header to it will just be, they're funny. He like. said the MMR causes autism. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no, the hey, last you know what? It's okay. I'll trade autism for measles. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, give me uh, my mumps and rubella. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we need more of is yeah. something that'll fucking kill people. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It didn't work because I got autism and measles. So, see, see what yeah. happens when you make those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, weird twist of fate. You got both of them first. So nice. um, what have you learned through what? the course of doing TikTok? Like, I think that when uh, you start posting things like on TikTok or us doing the podcast, um, doing YouTube, because I did YouTube for a while, mm-hmm. you kind of like as you start doing it, you pick up on things, you learn things so like what what is what have you gained during this this TikTokery? <laughs> I have learned that the the negative people find you first. Mm, the haters. Like, you, like yep, no matter what, haters. if you post something semi-controversial, if you don't give it enough time, you'll only get negative comments. As the great yeah. philosopher Taylor Swift once said. Haters going to hate? Yeah, yeah. There exactly. You go. Great. Um, That's awesome. And I think... Uh, the lack of media literacy mm. <laughs> in our general population and has been a little can't be bothered to read besides the headline. They just read the headline and that's it. Well, I mean, come on, let's put this in context, though. Like people weren't were never really great at looking further into an article. Like even when it was just newspapers, people would still just read the headline and and like talk about that and speculate what the fuck it could mean. They just they didn't read the article itself. Like. That's not a new thing. And now we just have way more access for everybody to hear the same fucking bullshit like line. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it spreads like of, wildfire. Uh, the lack of like people with big platforms who don't check information. Oh yeah. Like I feel like if you hit a certain amount of followers, mm -hmm. like you kind of have a responsibility. Yeah. To if you're gonna make claims, right? Especially ones that could cause harm. Uh, I you agree. should research them first. You know, like it's very weird to me that people that that isn't like, and that's I think the why people get so emotional and so like because their whole they know that their platform it may be tenuous if okay. it's built on some you know misinformation you know what i mean like yeah, yeah i, I feel like saying. that's why people often double down right um, whereas i don't care like if someone came to my profile and were like oh this is wrong i'd be like first of all no <laughs> but second of all because i don't post things that i know are true but if it was new evidence okay i changed my opinion like i didn't right. know that that was something that was so hard for so many people like yeah. to just learn and be like, Oh, <laughs> like it's very, very strange to me why people are so sensitive about that. Cause there's an emotional connection. And I, I think I try to separate my, like my feelings from information I have. So, I mean, sometimes those things can be like, if you have an emotional investment in a certain belief or opinion, but I try to keep those things separate. Like if I have a certain belief about something and then I, come across information that is contrary to what I believe. I'm like, okay, I guess I was wrong or all right, let me look into this. Um, but it's, I think for a lot of people, it's hard to separate. They have like an emotional connection to whatever. Yeah. Well, I, because they attach, it seems like to me, they attach it to their, their, their per personhood, their identity, like whatever they yeah. believe in is attached so strongly to their identity that if you ch even seemingly challenge it, like, you don't even have mm -hmm. to actually challenge it. They're immediately like, no, I'm valid as a human being. Yes, you yeah. are. You're just fucking wrong. But right, they, they right. get that same level of like, as if you just said, no, you don't deserve to exist. As if you said right. that to them. One, it's that same heightened level. One thing people need to be aware of, too, is like, if you'll have people who will cite things on a YouTube video mm. or in a TikTok video, whatever it is, they'll cite where they're getting the information from. But if you look at those, like, there'll be 10 different pages that cite the same article or research paper. And then that research paper article that it's citing is not what those articles or those things yeah. are saying. Right. Something yeah. different, but they'll all cite the same source. So right. it's like, oh, I have 15 sources for this thing, but it's actually all the same source. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, and just like people not knowing to look at that. Mm -hmm. It's like, and just to not question um, is very... Uh, alarming to me yep. especially because I'm usually around people that like always critique each other's ideas and update their opinions as they learn stuff like that's commonplace and so when I first encountered it online I was very perplexed because it, it doesn't happen everywhere else but it, it honestly yeah. doesn't happen as often um, I mean I when I was younger, obviously, uh, I'm 42. And so like when I was early teenage years or just mid teenage years, we didn't have as much of internet. Like we had AOL and you could kind of go on a website kind of, but it, they, like there wasn't a fuck ton, right? Nowadays, right. there's way more of everything, but, but we didn't even bother going on a whole lot of anything because it really didn't matter to us. We were just bullshitting on the street, hanging out with each other. We just said whatever bullshit there was to us. And it was okay to be wrong. Actually, I yeah. used to go on the back in the day when I was a kid, we had like the the CD-ROM encyclopedias. Uh-huh. 
And in I, Florida. Was, I was the nerd yeah. who used to read through all of the articles on the, the, the CD encyclopedia. I'm like, did you know the giraffes next grow on average of it? Well, but like nowadays, you can't even have a bullshit conversation. You can't have an exaggeration of anything. You can't just have a conversation. Everybody has to be right. Yeah, it's like, very strange to me. Fuck. What happened to the days where you just had, like, you opened up a beer or two with a buddy and you just bullshitted with each other? Like, let's go back to that. Yes, we were fucking wrong a thousand times over and we worded things horribly. We were extremely insensitive, but at least we were able to still connect with one another as human beings. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody had to be right about everything. Oh, and prove it. Oh, look, I just used Google. I don't I don't give a shit. Like, let's just talk. Like, yeah. let's be OK with being wrong. Anyway, uh, I do got a question for you. Um, and I probably know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Does it bother you that in our community that there's seems to be far more focus on level one artists opposed to any other? There just seems to be a hell of a lot more focus on low support need folks than anybody else on the spectrum. Yeah. Is, well, I mean, right. Part of that is because they're more likely to be on social media. Uh, so valid. they're going to be more like there's going to be more of them. Yeah, but don't tell um, them but, that they're low support needs when they're on social media because they assume they're level three anyway. I mean, they're just <laughs> so wrong. I don't I, uh -huh. like. I don't even. I think the algorithm knows better at this point. Yeah, I played D and D in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The first time somebody said you're a level one autist, I immediately went, "Well, how do I get experience points?" <laughs> like immediately. Like, I rolled the D twenty. a warp zone. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, how do I get up to ninety nine? Like, fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, but I also want to explain why the level. I decided to special. Uh, I decided to specialize. So I'm actually a hybrid class. I'm Audi, <laughs> I'm Audi HD. Yeah, Audi HD. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I got all lightheaded. I get from two that different one. perks points for that class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but is it something? Because, so I also have. I also have two of my children. My oldest son and oldest daughter are both on the spectrum as well. My oldest son uh, is relatively level one. I've never really like bothered to figure that out one way or the other, but. My my oldest daughter uh, is relatively level two. Like she's always going to be living with me and her mother, um, mm -hmm. always. And I'm okay with that because I chose. I'm her stepdad. I I chose to be in that life, so I'm totally fine with her being there. But it seems like, and I do get a little bit pissed off at being her stepdad because I hear people talk about how much needs this person or that person needs. And I'm like, look, you're forming full fucking sentences and you're able to talk for like nine minutes straight whining about something. By the way, for anybody who's listening, I'm not trying to diminish your struggle That's or fine. whatever. Shit it is. on them. Shit on them. Nick. It's just shame them. It's no, just my, like my daughter like cannot do more than three sentences responses to you without having to then script for a little bit and then come re-engage with you. Mm -hmm. And like, that's much harder of a life for her. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like schooling is much harder for her. Just any interaction. I mean, she's able to make food relatively. We still don't let her use the stove yet, but she's getting there. And it always kind of pisses me off as a dad to hear somebody talk about how I'm so depressed today. Oh my God. Let me spend eight videos talking about how I just couldn't shower today. <sighs> Sorry. Does, does that kind of stuff bother you as well? 
Well, it only bothers me when they are trying to uh, insert their experience mm. onto someone else. Yes. And so when they like, like when they like, I've seen level ones like in the comment section of like uh, mothers of autistic people with higher support needs mm -hmm. saying like, I understand your son better than you. And I'm oh. like, yeah, How? like what are you, we're not all psychically connected. Yeah. Like what? we're the Borg. Yeah, we're the yeah, Borg. Like, yeah, and like, yeah. And like, like weird things like that where it's like, and that's like no. And I think a lot of them, and I've made videos about this. That mm -hmm. for a lot of them, they just have trauma because they think their parents didn't give them care at the right time, which they may not have. But then they like project that onto the autism moms, yes. and it's very weird. Yes. I feel like there's room for everybody, but people need to like stay in their lane. Wait, a, a little bit, a little bit, stay in their lane. Yeah, maybe maybe, yeah. The, maybe the Borg were autistic, which is why their ship is shaped like a Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. Have I have mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, got it right here. You know, there you go. It's a board ship. And, and I will, <laughs> and I will kind of say with that, like now that I know that I'm autistic and I've had conversations with my mother about my upbringing and stuff, she, there's no way for her to have known. I was born in 1980 through the entire eighties. Somebody as high masking as myself would have never been diagnosed with autism. There's no way as a kid, she could have brought me to anybody and found weird. out at that young of an age because weird. nobody would have known. Yeah. Same thing with Steve. And, and I'm assuming for yourself, Lindsay, like, I don't know how you were when you were growing up. I don't I know, know how you were. Uh, but yeah. like, for the most part, like, most of us who are level one would not have been diagnosed in the eighties for the most part. And so yeah. like to blame our parents and to be like, well, my parents yeah. should have tried harder. No, fuck that. You know what? I'm going to give my mom, especially my mom benefit of the doubt and say, look, you did the best you could. Thank you for yeah. teaching me the social rules of the NT world as well as you did. Did it suck when you constantly forced me to make eye contact? Yeah. But so what growing up is hard for anybody. Like, our parents do the best they can. And maybe I have that understanding because I'm a father now. And so I can see like, you know, sometimes you just make a decision and you're not, you have no idea if it's a good idea or not. And yeah. I just lost the whole audience. Excellent. So what kind of art do you do? You brought up art earlier. Oh no, do you think I'm listening? <laughs> oh, I don't think you were not listening. It's just, uh -huh. he doesn't have kids. I'm babbling about being a dad. I have no idea if you have kids or not. And so yeah. like, okay. So both of you are like, oh, okay, Nick, that's good information for eventually. Excellent. Hey. Okay. Um, so moving on. So you yeah, mentioned sorry. before you do art. What kind of art do you do? Um, I mostly do hand embroidery. Opposed to all the other kind of embroidery. Mm -hmm. I'm a little ignorant when it comes to like crafts and <laughs> yes, shit. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. You know how like like an embroidered sweatshirt, like yeah. you can do embroidery on a sewing machine. So oh. hand embroidery, like so, not on the machine. Okay, maybe I have no idea what embroidery is because like I you, thought like uh, sewing you, on a sewing machine was sewing. It's like when you make a design on, like you take thread and you make a design. Oh on a shirt fuck! Or okay, yes. Or something, you then, yeah, yeah. Yes, so like I do if you know get like is. a sweatshirt with like lettering on it, that's usually yeah. like embroidered machine embroidered. Oh, when it's puffy. I'm yeah, but really a lot of people do that. Like, um, like I have a lot of friends yeah. that do it. They make like patches and oh. stuff. And okay. so that's what I was contrasting it from. Yeah, okay. but I guess if like if you're not uh, in the Look embroidery, at this embroidery community, patch. Man, that's a 
Every time I do it makes me laugh. No, that's great. That's great. Okay. It's kind of like when somebody mentioned something like, um, for a long while, I thought knitting and crocheting were the exact same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. No, they're totally you know, different. Totally different. I dated somebody yeah. and she was like, how dare you? I crochet. And I'm like, fuck off. I, I was rude to get upset about it, but. Oh, no. <laughs> that was her thing. Different. Yeah, that was her thing. She got upset every time somebody didn't fucking know something like mm, that she knew. weird. No, nah, I didn't last very long with her. But for that reason, because uh, she would go, oh, why didn't they know? And I'm like, because why in the fuck would they know? Like. They don't give a shit about that. You can't that. know what you don't know. Yeah. It's my favorite phrase for me, ever. Um, art for me has always been difficult because I actually used to draw and paint when I was younger. And I used to be pretty good at it. But I'm not one of those people who can just pick it up again. Like if I try to yeah. draw now, it'll be terrible. I'll have like stick figures. Right. But I used to actually be able to draw really well because I, I, I used to do it every day. I used to draw like uh, video game characters, cartoon characters, anime characters. I would make up my own. I used to do comic books when I was like in middle school and high school. Um, I actually was in art club. And then after high school, I stopped doing it. And now I can't draw for shit. It's like, you know, what really got me back into drawing. Um, I use procreate on my iPad. Um, and it's only like, it's like the best design software. It's only $9.99. You have, it only is for iPad, but I got an iPad specifically because I wanted procreate, but I make my embroidery patterns in it. Um, That's but why I got a girlfriend. Specifically for procreate. I'm sorry. I do a lot of like digital design. No, you're yeah. fine. I make stupid jokes. That was so fucking okay. good, though. It was so fucking good. Oh, I'm sorry. in a silly mood today. I'm making a lot of dumb jokes. Okay, you can be in a silly, goofy mood. Oh, God. This is what so I do. I, we bring people on, and then I just make stupid jokes the whole time. Yeah, like I, right. enga- I, I engage them in Nick's Steve like, so tell me about the jokes. time you were traumatized. And yeah. I'm like, Look at this phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're also in an improv comedy group too. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think he's funny, you should check it out. Oh, actually, you're close enough that you could actually come to one of our shows. Possibly, that's actually true. Where are they? Uh, they're in Taunton, where I live. Where's Taunton from me? Uh, like forty five minutes away, I think. Yeah, something like that. South. I tend to never leave my house, but if I ever do, maybe. Wow. Hey, you know, gentlemen, you know, we have the peanut of doom here tonight. Yeah, you know what I heard, Steve? I just heard no. It's okay. That's like she well, was like, not, when no, I no, eventually it's I never leave go anywhere. Oh, okay. Nick is used to women telling him no. Particular to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a not in an agoraphobic way. I just uh I have made my house to be you're, the best place ever for yeah, me. You're comfy. You're comfy. And why would everyone want to leave it? Yeah. yeah. And I get overwhelmed really easily. So Okay. What what overwhelms you the most? If you don't mind me asking. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of personal? Well, it is, but that's why humidity. I said if you don't mind. What? So, humidity. humidity. What's your yes. deepest, darkest fear in life? So if I mean, you lived in Arizona, say like I don't Phoenix, experience fear. <laughs> you don't experience fear ever? No. Holy shit, I love that. Really? Like, yeah, ever? I think I might fit actually the autistic psychopath profile, but I'm pro-social. But like, yeah, I don't uh. experience fear. I never wow. have. Look at this wow. psychopath. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm wicked fascinated now because you don't experience fear. So no. so let me let me kind of break this down a little bit. Do you get anxiety? Or is it no, no. level of fear whatsoever? No, I get anxiety, but it's okay. because anxiety uh, what how much other people are gonna piss me off. Oh, so yeah, that's not okay. That's a different yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's more of the anticipation of fucking discomfort yeah, moments. Like, we only feel, yeah, like that's, that's, I mean, I get, I have been scared before, like when my life's been in danger. Right. But like, like I'm not, but like, I don't like, you know. Think, uh, like, you, when you I, just... I, this is a story I tell, so you know the movie Fire in the Sky? Yep. Okay, so I, uh, it came out in 1993, mm-hmm. so it was like, I was like 11, and it had come out on video, and my neighbors rented it. And so we watched it one night and I walked home by myself when I was like 11 in the dark in the woods. And I like, didn't give a shit. Wow. <laughs> like, I was like, would it be crazy if a UFO came? Yeah. <laughs> like Whatever. But I mean, especially at that age in that situation, that's so similar to that movie, there should have been a level of fear or paranoia to you, even though whether you believed in aliens or not, there still should have been. Some yeah, irrational can, fucking something coming up. And when I was scared, like, I, if I, I used to think I should be scared of ghosts when I was a kid. Sure. So I would think to myself, this is like pretty demented, but I'd be, I'd just be like, because obviously I was like, if ghosts are real, I can psychically communicate with them, obviously. Of course. Uh, I mean, if they're real, they can fucking read my, my thoughts. And I was like, do whatever you want, ghost. But one day I'm going to be a ghost. And when I'm a ghost, I'm going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever you want I'm right now, like, but I'll get you. I'm going last, motherfucker. Because yeah. as I soon mean, as I die, your ass is grass. Lindsay, I think and you're going to be in our... Um, them anymore Because okay. I'm like, they should be afraid of me. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be in our zombie apocalypse team. Yes, absolutely. I have a recurring zombie apocalypse dream. Really? Yeah, I always oh. am killing them. Uh, that actually ends up being one of my greatest fears is zombies, even though I don't believe they oh, really? could possibly I'm exist. So I'm so like terrified. Like, so I've got this horrible problem with windows at night and shit. I, I don't like them open. I don't like having the curtains open because I, I, I can't oh, yeah, see I don't like through that either. it. I did like that a, either. when I was like five. Yeah, well, I still have I the problem with it. it. When it's, I was a kid, I used to hate walking by windows at night, but for some reason, I just grew up. Yeah, it. it's essentially a xenophobic reaction I have to a fucking darkened window, okay? I have no idea what the fuck is there. I'm fucking terrified as shit, and if I get anywhere close to it, like within five feet of that I window, I get like... Some night this week, I need feeling. to walk by anyway. Nick's house. Late at night, I'm just going to pop up in the window and be like... Yeah, it's probably why my mother owns a shotgun, so just so she can ha- take care of my friends for me. Uh, but no, um, where was I going with that? Fuck, know. dude. Oh, s- n- no, I have no idea. Okay, so I no idea where I was going, but yeah, that's a fucking big ass fear of mine. Fucking darkened windows and shit. Anyway, uh, and it's and, but usually the 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 image in my head of that window is fucking zombies. That's what I'm missing outside of my window. It's a fucking zombie. I cannot watch, uh, not anymore at least, I can't watch a zombie movie. I can't watch Walking Dead. I can't watch anything even similar to it. So like wow. Shaun of the Dead, it's it's gotten this bad. When Shaun of the Dead came out, uh, I saw it in theaters, thought it was funny as shit, loved the movie. I loved uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. I think they're hilarious guys. I love the whole group of like writers they have. I now can't watch because this is how bad it's gotten for me. I can't watch Shaun of the Dead anymore. Oh, really? Because just the slow fucking walk. And those are comedic fucking zombies, right? That's not even close to like as bad as you can fucking get. He had a meltdown the last time I played Thriller. So (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch the music video. All right. Great fucking tune. But they're dancing. I know, but I still can't fucking watch it. Like. Fucking zombie Michael Jackson. I mean, shit, I still got to lock up my kids to make sure you can't get to them. 
But <laughs> anyway, that's a valid fear. Uh, yeah, that's a valid fear. Um, but anyway, so I'd be so, more worried about the Michael Jackson part than the zombie part. Yeah, I'm not worried about him eating them. I'm worried about something else. Anyway, so <laughs> with, with the lack of fear that you have when you were going through school. Okay, because a normal everyday kind of uh, anxiety or fear that people have, I mean, a you know, totally normal thing to have would be anxiety or fear with exams coming up and turning in final projects. Did you have fear turning those in? No. You were just like, fucking, I'm taking this exam. Yeah, I would just like, I would just see whatever got into my brain. Uh Uh-huh. And take tests and write papers based off that. Like, if it got in, great. And sometimes I got D's. And sometimes I got A's. Right. It just worked out. Holy like, I didn't shit. even care about my grades until grad school. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm super stuck on this because I'm so fucking fascinated by this idea because I get to talk to a human being who lacks that fucking feeling. Because that's a, it is a, and I'm sorry I keep using the word normal, but it, that's what it is. It's a fucking normal feeling to have. It's a normal emotion for people to have a normal reaction at certain times. That fucking fascinates It's because me. she used to listen to Blue Oyster Cult all the time. So <laughs> yeah, don't fear the reaper. Oh, exactly. there you go. Ah, oh, fuck. I didn't make that connection. It's a bad <laughs> joke. Another bad joke. I'm on well, a roll with bad know, jokes today. It's what you're good at. Yeah. Um, remember we used to have that segment in our fucking improv show? Yeah, you doing dad jokes? I used to have somebody in the audience give me a word and then yeah. I would come up with a dad joke as quickly as I could oh. with that word. Yeah. Uh, it, it was actually kind of a hit in our show. That's uh, It's my autism brain. I'm just connecting the dots really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Helps Although, me with making jokes. And I'm Make a dad joke about a Baja Blast. A Baja Blast? Whew. Um, it's a soda that you can get at Taco Bell. I know what it is. Oh, okay. It's a Mountain Dew soda thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it's don't besmirch it. it like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not making fun of it. I'm not shitting on it. So, no, no, no. When you called it Mountain Dew, it's so much better than just oh, Mountain Dew. Mountain yes. Dew is nasty. Baja yes. Blast is elite. Well, and it used to only be exclusive to Taco Bell, which was the coolest part about going to Taco Bell. It be- still is largely. Well, yeah, but I mean, now you can buy it at fucking Walmart and a cannon shit. I can't. It's not around anywhere around me. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I've seen my... it outside of Taco Bell to get it. I've I've seen it outside of Taco Bell. I've Am seen I... it too, but it was only oh. for like a limited time. Oh well, maybe I only yeah. see it then. Yeah, but I require it uh, more frequently. Way more often limited. than that. Okay. Yeah, we're throwing a Mountain Dew party at my house tonight. It's gonna <laughs> be a Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, there you I go. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. That's all right, but people laugh at your dumbass jokes, man. Well, I, like when you get all clever. And that was shit, a tough one. Baja Blast is a tough one to make. Yeah, I know. When, when you tell like clever, like intelligent fucking jokes that make people think, like, yeah, everybody's like, ha ha. But when you do the ones that you're like, that's so stupid, everybody giggles their ass off. I like dumb jokes. Yeah, I like dumb jokes too. I, Have you heard about the guy that uh, dipped his balls in glitter? <laughs> Pretty nuts. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> so, so I'm a very visual thinker. And so uh-huh. as you said that, I'm picturing like a person doing it, but not like dropping themselves into like glitter or whatever, but literally going with a sack of nuts. 
Mm-hmm. So I go. actually saw it in my head. So when you said pretty nuts, I'm like, oh, pretty. <laughs> so I was going to tell you guys a joke about uh, Jonestown, but the punchline's too long. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Sacrament? No. It's a Ty West movie. Uh, and it's a found footage movie that's like a Vice News investigation, uh, but it's like exactly the events of Jonestown. So if you're interested in Jonestown, uh, check out the so sacrament. Funny sacrament. enough, there's actually a uh, there's an online library, and I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but there's a website that preserves media of all all types, pictures, video, audio, and the sole purpose of the website is to preserve things for future generations. One of the things that's really fucked up they have in there is they have all of the audio recordings from Jonestown. Yeah. And there's an audio recording of him giving the sermon when people were drinking the fucking cyanide. I've heard oh a God. bunch of it, and you but can not hear, all of it. You I can hear think. people freaking out as their kids are dying in the yeah, background yeah. because they made the parents give the kids the drink first so that the parents yeah, would have gave, nothing. They gave like syringes to the parents to put it in their like infants mouths right right so they wanted the, them to, to have the kids go first so that the parents would have less of a will to live because their, their kids just died so they're like now the parents aren't gonna do anything so they oh made the kids go God. first so then the, they told the parents that it wouldn't be painful but it's then the kids painful. are are suffering because yeah like cyanide poisoning is painful it's horrible right so they lied to them and then the kids took it think they gave it to the kids thinking it was going to be a quick painless thing and then it actually they were suffering in pain and the parents were like oh shit and then you know obviously being in that situation at that point you're like fuck it all right we'll do it too yeah but there's there's audio tapes of all of this yeah wow yeah i've listened to part of it it was disturbing yeah, it's really disturbing. I've never listened yeah, to any of it, and I'm movie. happy about that. It's like a pretty accurate, like, retelling of what, I mean, it's not based on it directly, but it's based on it a lot. Mm. Wow. But it's cool. What, why would anybody, so obviously the two of you listen to it, and I'm assuming other people have quite a lot, but, like, why in the hell would anybody want to release that so people could hear it? Like, Well, because to do the true horror... What? Of what to see? I mean, first for like, I guess the the legally they have to listen to what happened, so they can you know understand. But like, okay, cool. I think he's but asking the rest about of us to don't m- need to, to make it available for the public. Yeah, like I can understand why a researcher would want to listen to it. Why legally we want to listen to it. I I understand why those people would need to. But why in the fuck does anybody else need to hear that? Yeah. Like honestly, I mean, like. Swear to God, if I'm sitting on the internet and I'm playing at two in the morning, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so having it publicly released, holy crap. Uh, although there are some sick people who probably collect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably have it embroidered on a shirt, if you will. Um, just mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any idea. Uh, wow. Wow. And on that note. No, no, let's not. Let's keep going. Because <laughs> I don't want to end on the note of like, oh, Jonestown. <laughs> ah. Oh, good God. Oh. So what else do you do in your existence? What a question. Nothing. Yo, I'm going to ask some broad fucking questions. Okay. I watch a lot of movies and do a lot of art and a, lot of, a fair amount of TikToking and I work. That's about it. I'm sorry. That's all I want to do. A fair amount? Are you trying yeah. to downplay how many videos you make? 
I, I do. I what do would, other things more than I TikTok, so it's all relative. What would yeah, be yeah. an unfair amount of TikToking? Yeah, what's an unfair amount? Yeah. Uh, none. None. So the amount I do, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I mostly I mean, just fair. repost other people's videos and shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, he's made a couple. Um, uh, and if you go to our TikTok, you can see some he's made. But like, I made a Backstreet Boys autism yep. video. Yeah, he did. Uh, but like for myself, like for one, the holiday one was a conversation me and him were having. And so he made one about how, how you know, do other autistic people not like holidays and come to find out there's a lot of us who don't like holidays. Well, it's more so um, about the expectation. Like everybody has yeah. certain expectations of you because they want you to behave yeah. and act a certain way. So it's like I don't like the pressure to have to socialize and talk to people that – I don't necessarily, yeah. it's not that I don't give a shit about them, but I don't really want to small talk with people about like, you right. know, so how's your job going? And all that. I'm like, I don't want to talk. Straight up, that's a stereotype of autistic folk, uh, level one autistic folk for the most part, that holds to be really, really true. We don't like talking about stupid shit. None of us like chit chat. Sorry, I say stupid shit, but I mean like small like, talk. Yeah, none of How us like chit chat. We don't like that shit. No, give us a real fucking question. <clears throat> Yeah. How's your balls hanging? Yeah. If I have to stand there and talk to you, ask me something that fucking matters. Don't ask me about fucking the last movie. So I watched. it's been hot this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, at, not to give too much away. because I, I ate a really great sandwich I can't sandwich mention my yesterday. job too, too much. Uh, but we, we had a, um, we had corporate people show up uh, on Friday and everybody's starting to do the chit chatty thing. And I'm not saying a word. Everybody's sitting at the table and they're all in chairs and I'm just sitting in my chair and somebody's like, oh, you're not really talking. Usually you talk a lot. And I was like, I will. And my mm -hmm. boss tapped me on the arm and goes, just, I got it. Cause she knows. And, and yeah. so like, and she understands a great deal that chit chat. It's not my, not my strong suit. I will get really deep into something very quickly. So yeah. I just keep my tongue, right? Like I just sit there and just like stone face the shit out of it. And and so one of the corporate folks was like, so Nick, what do you do? My job. And that's it. That's all I said. And he was like, okay, let's start. And I'm like, oh, thank God we're going to start. Now. All right. Today okay. we're going to talk about the invention of marshmallow fluff, the fluffernutter, what day it was invented, what it's made out of and where it came from. Mm, fluff. We're gonna do a deep dive, Nick, on Fluffernutter. Knock it off with that <laughs> phrase. You know I hate that. I hate that phrase. We're gonna so do much. a deep dive on Fluffernutter. God, I hate that. And we're phrase. gonna end today's lesson by consuming s'mores. Oh my god! Every time, every time a fucking NT says deep dive, you mean the five seconds it took you to type that shit into Google? That's no, no. You didn't yeah. look up nothing. You have no idea what looking something. Up I get is. a lot too. No, this is my special interest. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, like, I'm like, what do you think it is for me? <laughs> like, I went into school. I got every degree possible yeah. in the subject. Like, what do you think it is for me? It's right. so funny. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. Every time somebody says deep fucking die, like, there are a bunch of those, what are the euphemistic phrases? A bunch of those fucking things. I hate them so much. Just I like, so um, much. remember that uh, Anakin meme, like, from Star Star Wars? And he's like, you underestimate my power. And just picture like somebody, you underestimate my autism. Yeah. <laughs> you underestimate my autism. <laughs> like shit. Like every time I get interested in any fucking, and I know you guys can relate to this too. Anytime like 
something sticks in my fucking brain long enough, I have to spend time on it. I have to. I have to watch stupid shit about it. I have to look up shit about it. I have to yep. look up the pros and the cons. I have to look up people who agree and people who disagree. Whatever it is. Like, even right. if somebody gets me cued in on, like, a fucking animal's behavior, I got to look that shit up. Then I got to find somebody who's like, oh, fucking cook that asshole. Is a hot dog like, a sandwich? It yeah. is. It is. It is. I looked it up, actually. Yes. I really, I, I fucking did. Well, it's a meat in between bread, so. It's you, know, you know when I looked it up? What? The fucking video you made. About a hot dog? Yeah. Is a pop, is a pop tart a ravioli? <laughs> It should be. It is. It, technically. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, Look, yeah, after the after the episode we did where I talked about fucking eating hot dogs and you made a little clip of it. Yeah. Like that fucking night I spent fucking 40 minutes oh. looking up fucking sandwiches oh. and looking up hot dogs and that, fucking like that edibles kicking in over there. Yeah, I think I got I can go till 815 and then I'm going to go probably uh, fine, watch actually. a movie and eat some food. We, we can wrap up in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, is there anything that you, uh, I mean, obviously you can plug your TikTok channel, but is there anything that you want people to know? That correlation doesn't equal causation. That, uh, that mainly, if I could tell the world one message, yeah. it would be that. It would be that. Um, and also that Jaws is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, presumably you're on. That's common knowledge. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Autism Speaks is the new Nickelback. Yeah, well, Autism, Autism Speaks is, is the new is, Nickelback. Is, yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> Autism Speaks has good resources for you. Yeah. You shouldn't shame people for using them. No, uh, oh, definitely don't shame them. Don't shame people just because they're utilizing the resources. In yeah, like if them. you don't like them, if you don't like something, then don't use it. Yeah. But don't judge other people. Agreed. I mean, it's one thing if it, they're like, it's like a really problematic, but the Autism Speaks is not problematic like people think they are. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, they've probably done more for awareness of autism and helping well, and people be They do a lot of lobbying. I mean, they're yes. about on par with I Am Sam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, it's an awesome movie, by the way. Like, I know, I'm John kidding. Penn is a great actor. Oh, Jesus. I get it. He's not autistic and he played an autistic person, but great fucking movie. He did movie. hold Madonna at gunpoint, though, in real life. He loses that was, points that for was, that. Hey, that was 30 years ago and a whole lot of coke. He loses points for that. Yeah, he loses a lot of points for that. Um, but he's a damn good actor. Anyway, the right. game. So later today, yeah. Nick and I are going to go count yeah. cards tonight. And uh huh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, let's do the wrap up. Lindsay, thank you very much for coming on our podcast. Thanks we really, really appreciate me. it. And if you'd be interested, we'd love to have you back another time. Sure. Yeah, we'd love to. This is fun. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad you had some fun. So thank you very much. And for everybody else who's listening or possibly maybe listening, hopefully somebody's listening. If you like something you heard, please leave a comment. If you dislike something you heard, please leave a comment. If you'd like to tell us all about how we're wrong about Autism Speaks, leave a comment. Uh, comment you your favorite Nickelback song. Yes. Tell us all about your favorite Nickelback song. Other than that, we'll catch you on another uh, episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. I'm Nick. Oh, I'm Steve. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, check out our merch. Oh, yeah. Merchandise. Look, we got shirts. Yeah. And also coffee cups because I obsessively drink coffee in like every episode. So check our stuff out. Bye. Look at this photograph.